now? Do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what? If, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was... Uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, I'd be fine with that. Well, now, isn't that interesting? From the former president, probably the worst president we've ever had, Barack Hussein Obama, who says he wishes he could just sit in his basement in his pajamas, or his sweatpants, I'm sorry, I don't want to misrepresent him, and run the country... If he had a front man or a front woman, I wonder who he had in mind when he said that. Yeah, we didn't start with any songs today. This is Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion podcast. Goodness gracious. It's Saturday, December the 19th. We're wrapping this, this, this is wrapping up quick. We're, we're rolling right through it. <laughs> this, this year is almost over. And boy, what a year it's been. Haven't we said that in many a time? I mean, after all, we've just been through one thing after another thing after another. I'm not doing a recap show, by the way, right now. What I'm doing is simply filling in some dead air. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. To, to uh, Barack, you know, he had that nice little, you know, well, if I could sit there and listen in and do whatever I want kind of thing, you know, and sit around my sweatpants with an earpiece in and run the country, our, 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 our a supposed president-elect, which I don't accept at this point in time, uh, Joe Biden, he had this to say. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Come on, man. 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 How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Is that the best that they could come up with for a Democrat candidate? for the president of the United States. They actually had some decent ones on that stage. I wouldn't have voted for him, but uh, what was that guy's name? Andrew Chang. He's a billionaire businessman. Uh, there was another one on. There was a billionaire businessman. I wouldn't even vote dog catcher. His name was Bloomfield or <laughs> no, it's Bloomberg. Wouldn't vote for him either. He didn't do New York much good now, did he? I don't want to spend my entire time talking about politics. I know it gets tiresome. It gets old. Uh, we can we can get worn down, and you know, especially when when I promote this show, this podcast is a more Christian based podcast. But you know, these things do relate to us in the Christian world. We have to be aware. We have to be ready. We have to be, you know, keeping our eyes open to all the things that go on around us. 
And, you know, some of us are asleep. The church has fallen asleep on a lot of things. I want to recap something I think I've talked about before, but I'll go through it again anyway. You know, in the last 60 years, and that's, that's my lifetime. I'll be 60 in a couple of weeks. 1961, the Supreme Court and, and the uh, judiciary all came together and said, we need a quick path to divorce, which tore apart uh, the family. In a, in, a, in a more rapid succession, you didn't need to go through a lot of process and all that to get dis, disillusions and divorces and annulments and all these kind of things. There was no working it out. You just did it. Several years after, that was 1961, several years later, uh, an atheist by the name of Madeline Murray O'Hare had... Uh, pushed an issue until she had prayer and anything of God removed from the public school system. And that public school system has been on a decline ever since where they allow all kinds of things in up to the, and, and including today, a kid can go to the nurse for just about anything and the parents aren't informed pretty sad when you think about it that parents don't even know what's happening with their kids when they go to school medically even then a few years after that 1973 what do we have roe v wade was passed through to allow abortions on demand and there's just a torrent of things all the way up to Obergefell back in 12 when we uh, did away with the Defense of Marriage Act to allow anybody to get married. And everybody said, watch what happens after that. It's going to be everything. It's going to be, first it'll be that, and then it'll be pedophiles and, and, and bestiality and every other horrible thing that you can think of is going to be okay by law. So the church, where were they during that? I mean, there were probably some that stood up and said, no, 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 but not enough. The church has this passive Romans 13 ideology or theology even, where if the government says it, we must do it. The government is appointed we have to believe by God. We have to follow man's laws. Now, when man's laws circumvent God's law, I do believe the church needs to have its voice wide open and loud. Oftentimes they don't. So we end up with these things in our past that we sit here and look back on and say, how'd that happen? Where were we at when this happened? We were asleep. What we're seeing now, though, is the takedown of a nation, the takedown of a United States president. Un unbelievable what they've done. And, and again, you know, I, I know that a lot of... Now, you know, when I say the church, I don't mean every member of the church. There are many of us who have a voice that we try to get out there. We, we post our twits and our our facebooks and our mewes and our parlor accounts and our linkedin whatever it is that you use to media uh, social media 
But friends, it's it's being squashed. Anything that you post negatively against Joe Biden during this election, no matter what it was, and and it didn't even have to be anything horribly uh, uh, destructive to his campaign. Facebook would put the old gray box over and say, this is misinformation. Twitter would just completely take you down. They took down the president of the United States and suspended his account. They, they slapped the hand of Mark Levin, a constitutional lawyer and now talk show host who's very, uh, very popular. I mean, he's got a, he went to parlor and within a few weeks he had a, he had a, a million followers. I mean, he, he's leaving Twitter in the, in the dust. But when he posted Article 2, simply posted Article 2 of the Constitution, which basically states that the legislators are the ones who legislate election law, Twitter, you know, he said his words was a slapped his hand. You know, if you do that again, we'll suspend your account. For posting a piece of the Constitution of the United States. If you posted Hugo Chavez's Constitution, you'd probably be fine. Or if you picked up on Xi Jinping's uh, Communist Manifesto of Marx or Lenin, you'd be fine. But you post the Constitution of the United States and you get a warning. I talked about what I did. All I said to somebody when they went on about, we need a president with more empathy and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I went into a whole long thing. But during the interim, this person was tearing apart the current sitting president. And I said, wow, you know, for somebody who wants a president with empathy, you aren't showing very much. Facebook sent me. A message and said you have violated community standards and i had thought i'd screenshot that thing but i couldn't find it because it it was and it was hard to screen shoot it anyway because when you tried to click around it it would disappear and i had to pull it back up but that's what they did that's how they operate if they don't like what you say they're gonna spew out that's how they work now during the lockdowns, as we call them now, some call them the draconian lockdowns and some call them the illegal lockdowns and other things have been used. Tony Fauci-driven lockdowns, they locked us all down. Now, I, I know in my area, there's several churches that said, we're not listening. You can't tell it. And our governor, as a matter of fact, even realized that he didn't have the full total power to shut down churches, unlike Andy Brashear down in Kentucky, who thought he did, and he did shut them down. And then if you tried to gather even in a parked car with the windows up in a parking lot, you got a ticket for $500 or something incredibly stupid like that. I'm sure those tickets... If they were paid, uh, they need more lawyers in Kentucky, especially in whatever, I don't remember what town that was, but you need more lawyers down there flooding, you know, some constitutional lawyers would be good guys who can, you know, bring a, bring about a, a quick end to such implicit stupidity. 
But I brought that up for this reason. I want to, I want to, like I say, I'm trying to gear myself back into a biblical phase because we do have to look at things. Uh, my, my, my tagline for removing confusion, and this is one that I, I developed on my own, so I'm rather proud of it. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. I, I don't want to get into a look at what I did thing. There's only one way to look at this world and understand it, and that's through the lens of God's holy word. We need to really do that. We need to encourage people outside of Christianity to get more involved in seeing what the Bible says. There are so many layers and levels to Scripture that do not get discussed in most churches on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. They want to discuss salvation, salvation, salvation. I'm all about that. I'm very evangelistic. I do believe that we need to reach out into a lost and dying world. But pastor, if you're standing there in front of the same, I don't care how many people it is, you know, a lot of churches don't have much more than 40, 50, or 100 people, and you get to know who they are, and you get to know if they're saved or not. If, if there's someone, and I'll tell you something, you can take any message you want to give. I don't care if it's prophecy. I don't care what it is. And you can bring people to the Lord because, A, it's not you that's doing it anyway. It's the Holy Ghost working on that, that soul. If I present to you the scriptures, the, the prophetic scriptures, and this is a wonderful time of year to look at prophetic scriptures because there are many hundreds of prophetic scriptures that were fulfilled at the first coming of Jesus Christ. And there will be many that will be fulfilled very soon when he returns again. But you don't hear too much of that. You hear, you know, platitudes and you hear, you know, stories and you hear all kinds of other stuff that have nothing to do with any of the scripture. You know, it's, it's this, you know, interpretation thing that these guys come off with and, and it's just all over the map. And, you, and when you walk out, you're like, oh, I don't even know what he was talking about. Did, did he even really get around to the, to the scriptures that, you know, did he explain them? Do, do I know any more at this point than I did before? And that's sad if that's, a, if that's the case. In many churches it is, because the pastor hasn't studied enough to know what he's talking about. All right, so the government comes along and they shut down at churches in a lot of, a lot of states, California, Nevada, Virginia. I mean, they, they just, no, you're not, you can't meet uh it's too dangerous etc so you know this whole you know the, the 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 court gets involved and the court says no we don't see it you can't regulate people's faith the, the separation of church and state was never put into the Constitution of the United States. It does not exist. It's a, it's a fallacy, and it's, it's something that's been taken so far out of context that nobody, nobody accepts it. But they, they quote it awfully uh, often. Hmm. 
And we all know, I mean, I don't need to rehash the whole idea that while the churches were closed, the casinos, especially in Nevada, the, the casinos stayed open because th- that's where the money's made. And they knew, they knew that they were having a problem with the coronavirus spiking on the strip of Vegas. But yet, they kept those casinos open. It's money. Oh yeah, they limited the amount of people. What is it, 50%? Those places are huge. I've been there. I've seen them. I've been in them. I didn't do much gambling in the day. I never was a gambler. I pulled the slots once or twice just for fun. I'll admit it. I'm not afraid to. Confession's good for the soul. I don't I, I, I'm not proud of that. I'm just saying it. You know, I've been in those places. They are gigantic. Nothing like the places here in Ohio that they've built. I've not been to any of them because I voted against them. I decided that there is no need. After you see, and especially if you see places like Atlantic City, you step off that strip and go back. I mean, it's horrible. It looks like, it looks like a, a, a crack bomb went off. Let's just put it that way. <clears throat> so they closed the churches, allowed the uh, sex clubs, the casinos, the abortion mills. We, we, we know the pot shops, the liquor stores, they all stayed open. They were essential, by the way. You know, strip, strip clubs are very essential to something. I don't know what. The downfall of humanity, our society. They allowed all that stuff to be open. Now, you know, we need to have the Walmart. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, I'm not a big Walmart fan. I think they're a a corporate giant that's so close to the government that, you know, it's impossible to, you know, slip a piece of paper between the two of them. But let's just look at, you know, they did all that. They, church, they closed the churches. A lot of these guys, like say, here in Ohio, they didn't. I know churches that stayed open, and I know churches that felt, you know, the, it was the governor's strong suggestion, and they didn't understand. There's, there are pastors who don't understand things. They, they can't even read a simple legal document, a simple legal document that says, we're only suggesting that you do. They hear what the news tells them, and they jump to it. Oh, the governor wants us closed. We have to close. Or no, the governor is demanding that we close. I, I pulled down one after another of the government of Ohio's lockdown orders under uh, DeWine and, and Amy Slanton or Stanton or whatever her name was. It used to be the medical director. None of them said the church has to close. They knew they couldn't do it here legally. So they did not. And DeWine supposedly is Catholic. I don't know how strong he is in his Catholicism, if he's in mass all the time or whatever. But he didn't want to go button heads with the local bishops and cardinals of Ohio, if they have any. I don't even know. I don't know anything about Catholics. But, you know, he didn't want to get into that. And he, and he knew that there would be legal problems for him if he did. So he didn't. He left us open to our own decisions. But anyway, when you have these other ones, though, the Virginia and a lot of other places, Nevada, like I mentioned, and California, for sure, they're still closing, or they, they think they can, and uh, the Ninth, Ninth Circuit Courts come out in their favor to say that churches are not 
they, they're exempt from your orders. In other words, churches can open and you can't do the things. There was a Baptist guy out there that had, uh, you know, last count, this was several months ago, $115,000 worth of fines that they levied against him because he was having church outside. You're not allowed to gather anywhere. It is a sad state that we live in. Anyway, but now the coronavirus has come around. I mean, the uh, coronavirus vaccine has come around. So who are the government shills going to turn to? And I, 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 could, I had a, an article, and I can't find it now, that I saw you know, stream across in, in Facebook or MeWe or whatever, and I, I, I thought I'd shared it, and I, I just couldn't find it. But I did find some other ones that I, that I can relate back to on this same topic. And it's simple that uh, uh, one of them was Colorado. They're calling on pastors and faith leaders to encourage their flock to get the vaccination. Governor Northam in Virginia, who, who tells people they, they don't need church to worship God. Well, you know, that's very true. He's, he's not really wrong. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Corporate worship, though, is good for the soul. It's good for us all to get together with our family, friends, and our church member body and worship together. Sing the songs pray the prayers, listen to the message, sing the songs. You know, that we, we need that. We can't isolate ourselves. Now, if you're, if you're in prison and you're p- placed in the administrative maximum prison in Colorado where you're in a, a cell by yourself, you know, 23 hours a day every other day, and some days you get an extra three hours out, that's different. Yeah, you're kind of locked in. You know, you don't have a choice but to worship by yourself. But when we're out here in a free world, we need to worship together. And we need to worship apart. Your life should reflect the worship of God. But, you know, he's, he's just using what he, and what does Governor Northam know? He's a, he's a Democrat that, that stands up for everything Democrats stand up for. And then he now is an expert on what we need and how we should worship. Like I said before, church and state is always an issue until they don't want it to be. When they want the church to do something for them, i.e., encourage people to take the vaccination that scares me in itself when you start going to that level that you're really pushing your vaccination there's a lot of stuff you can study on your own about this vaccination i'll give you one one uh uh, novel incident in the australian times or you know one of the it was an australian newspaper that reported and said that many people who are taking the vaccine in Australia, and they suspended giving the vaccine for this reason, they were now testing positive for HIV. That's interesting. Now, it doesn't mean they have it, but they're testing positive for it. I don't want to test positive for HIV. I don't care what it is. They're, 
An interesting thing that Tucker Carlson brought out last night, and I told my wife, I hit pause, and I said, check this out, and I went through this thing. They're, they're, they're now coming out with this thing, you know, because of the diversity program that goes on, that, you know, the elderly shouldn't be the first ones to take the coronavirus vaccination because a predominantly larger amount of the elderly population is white. Uh, Frontline medical personnel should not be on that first that first responders should not be on that list because a predominant amount of them are well-educated white people. There's a lot of Indians from India, people I love, who are doctors, nurses, and whatnot. There's a lot of there's a lot of African American doctors and nurses, but you know, again, they're 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 starting this diversity thing. So they want to go in and to make a long story short for for the time that I have here, they want to go in and they want to inoculate, vaccinate those in the poorer communities of black and brown people first. They deserve it first. Don't give it to the white people out there. Now, Now, I want you to understand something. The conspiracy theory behind the AIDS epidemic is that they went into Africa, predominantly black nation, continent, whatever, and they inoculated those people with malaria. They gave them, because of malaria is so prevalent there, and they gave them malaria vaccinations, and then it, it turns around there was many of them who then got HIV, AIDS. We go back a few years before that, 1940s, the Tuskegee Airmen, who they gave this battery of shots of whatever for, and they ended up with syphilis, I believe it was, or gonorrhea, one of them. I think it was syphilis. These these people now they're trying to be so benevolent and say we're you know I don't trust them when they start that kind of thing and they say we want to go into these poorer neighborhoods of black and brown people and and we're going to give it to them first they want to see what's going to happen to them they don't care about those people I'm going to tell you what as a Christian I do even though they've been trained not to like white people I still care about black and brown people. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't believe that we have a race problem in in the big picture of it. There are there. I've I've had some very good friends that were black folks, and you know, we just we 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 interacted with each other like there was nothing different between us. I mean, we had a lot of fun, but you know, and and this this thing is really disturbing though when i when i heard that i like i said, hit the pause and i said to my wife they want to give the shot to the uh minorities to the poor people first that's that should that should antennas should be going up you know ding 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 no 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 don't take it these people are disturbed man they are they are they're actually disgusting to me when you get to that level where you where you you know you can see right through them and you can see what are they up to you know that's that's bad that's bad stuff right there that's bad stuff
and they're going to get away with it because they're Democrats. They're going to get away with it because they're going to they're going to play the race card like they always do. And you know, I, I just I, I I can't believe that they will get away with it, but it seems like they always do. They'll they'll twist it back around and say, nah, nah, nah. They're just trying to they're just trying to fool you with rhetoric. I'm going to talk about some other churches very quickly in a couple of minutes that I have left. You know, here we are worried about shutting churches down and and them shutting us down and not standing up for our uh, our rights to assemble and worship together, no matter what pandemic or not who cares we have the right to gather together now if we feel it's not safe we shouldn't but let me say this uh this so far this year at least 2200 nigerian christians have been hacked to death by muslim extremists and yet they still gather 2200 they're killed in a horrific and terrible way and they still gather together that to me says a lot for those people. They they they're standing up together. They're saying we're not going to let an outside force keep us from gathering. In China, pastors are going underground yet again because the Chinese Communist Party is dechristianizing the cult, the entire nation of China. That's pretty sad, too, in the long run, you know? These are people that will gather together in caves and in one-room shacks. And hundreds of them, because they're hungry. I know a guy that said he went to China on an evangelistic trip, a gospel carrying trip, Bible delivering and all that. And when he was at one of these churches, you know, it it wasn't a big building or anything. It was, you know, a little shack somewhere. These people wanted, they didn't want an hour. They wanted you to get in there and teach them the Bible. And they wanted to, you know, okay, will you come back later tonight? And he's like, well, yeah, sure. You know, after he did three hours already. And, you know, what? how long do you want me to go? As long as you'll go. They'll, they'd sit there for five, six hours. They were so hungry. And I believe they probably still are so hungry for the, for the true word of God that those Chinese people will sit there and just eat it up. They're, they're so desiring of the word how, how often do we do that I, I see guys flipping their wrists after 35 minutes it's time for me to go you see you hear what's playing in the background don't you <laughs> folks it's time for me to say goodbye just remember those people who are in those nations that are so downtrodden just because they're Christians we aren't yet but it's coming because they're going to find a way 
to shut us down. Don't become... Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion Podcast. Till next time, God bless you. Just a little pinprick. There'll be no more.